This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, latency lust bites National Stock Exchange of India on St. Valentine's Day while Nasdaq's reshuffling their IT sales management in the week. Nicey appears to be going full NFT. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, episode 132. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the many events of the past seven days can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. The new New York Stock Exchange president, Lynn Martin, has noted that the iconic trading floor on Wall Street is not going away. At the same time, modernity rules within the New York Stock Exchange itself. They filed a trademark application for their NFT marketplace. That comes in a week when we actually saw the platform which sold an NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet for $2.9 million, named Cent, which had 150,000 users and revenue in the millions, decided to halt transactions because people were selling tokens of content that didn't belong to them. The CEO said the issue of fake and illegal content exists across the industry. And indeed this week, the South China Morning Post brought us a story noting that China's board Wukong had been accused of copying the board Ape Yacht Club. One exchange closure this week, the Indian Commodity Exchange, ICEX, is shutting its doors and applied to be delisted with the Securities and Exchange Board of India, the regulator. SEBI, they had a busy week. In fact, SEBI rather knocked a hole in the wall of the National Stock Exchange of India's upcoming IPO plans, as they reverted with substantial penalties against the bourse itself. No new products for six months is perhaps not overly gruesome, but the messaging is ugly for the former poster child of the market. And indeed, remember, they are planning an IPO imminently. Ravi Narain, one of their former CEOs, has retired, so we won't presumably be seeing him returning for SEBI permission after his ban ends. But Chitra Ramkrishna, also a former NSE CEO, looks to be career toast in financial markets. As to Anand Subramanian, who was a leading figure, ultimately COO of the NSE, he may yet occupy a curious footnote in parish history. As the story went, in a 190 pages order issued late on Friday, the capital market regulator stated that the previous experience of Subramanian was not relevant to the position for which he was appointed, and frequent, arbitrary, and disproportionate increases in his compensation were granted by CEO Ramkrishna. Oh, and then, of course, there's the case of the Himalayan mountain based. Hindu yogi, who appears to have been actually driving a huge amount of the policy of the NSE during the Chitra Ramkrishna CEO era. 
All in all, it seems a lust for latency or power in some form or another has led to a very sorry coda to the previously stellar history of NSE. At the same time, presumably scriptwriters from Netflix or HBO are salivating at the prospect of this as a drama. In results, the disappointingly parochial approach of management just isn't working. That's one message from the lacklustre results of CME and DB1. To take two examples, compared to their more dynamic peers this results season. Add to that, indeed, we could also mention the likes of the ASX Down Under. Some have had a pandemic slowdown relative to the best in class. The other finding is that with CME rocketing 3% after its results were announced on the basis that CME had beaten some analyst expectations, perhaps we need a new cadre of analysts. Anyway, the stasis continues at at least three formerly dynamic parish names. However, their investor base appears passive to the point of Stockholm Syndrome, and thus it may be a long, long time before dynamism is injected once again into these formerly great properties. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators, and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. As of last week, we had scintillating results, and let's just name five of them to remind us about this results season. SIBO, ICE, NASDAQ, TMX, and latterly Euronext were amongst those exchanges staking a claim to be growth engines of the future. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. New markets this week, just one announcement, but it's a very exciting one. SEBI, the Indian regulator, they've given an in-principle nod for the Bombay Stock Exchange. Preliminary authorization to enable electronic gold receipts. That means they've given the nod to a gold spot exchange. Deals news this week. Well, first, the disappointment. The Deutsche Börse CEO, Theodor Weimer, says that a big merger and acquisition deal is not on the agenda. In other words, DB1 is confirming it intends to bore us to death with a variation of the CME's undynamism. That comes in the same week when Theodor Weimer added yet another lucrative board post. In this case, Knorr Bremse. He's joining the board there of the German conglomerate as a result of the AGM last week. New Zealand exchanges, they've completed their superannuation acquisition from ASB. And the Chilean, Peruvian and Colombian exchanges are moving forward to their operations on a single platform. If you're bamboozled by what goes on in the world of fintech, blockchain, cryptocurrency and so on, then you ought to be reading my latest book, Victory or Death. Fintech ultimately can kill your career, and 20 years on from the excitement of the original fintech bestseller Capital Market Revolution, it's time to look at some of those loose strands. 
Whether you are an exchange parishioner, a fintech professional, or anybody just trying to stay ahead of where technology is now driving investments and finance, Victory or Death is published by DV Books and is distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Don't forget to check in to our live stream that takes place on Tuesdays at 6pm London time. This week we had an incredible linkage. We linked up Kenya, Gibraltar and indeed Haringey in North London where we were listening to Henrik Hasselknipe of Expansive Markets talking all about well, the fascinating nexus between carbon and sustainable markets. Coming this week, we're going to have a fascinating discussion on inflation, that topic on everybody's lips. One Kumex story this week, a former Warbird banker has got three and a half years for the Kumex fraud and his role in it. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Bourse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the Exchange of Information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In Cryptoland this week, Binance is buying a $200 million stake in Forbes magazine. That comes barely two years since Binance was attempting to sue the self-same publication. Product news this week amid a welter of announcements, amongst others. The news is that Euronext will be launching the AEX ESG index to meet the market's financial community's sustainable investment needs. ICE Benchmark Administration, they continue to tweak the interest rate world post LIBOR. They've launched a beta ICE term software reference rate package. All the news, of course, in product was in Exchange Invest. The daily newsletter of the Bourse Business and also at the water cooler of the Bourse Business this week, we covered technology news. Highlights this week, the Turkish Exchange Bourse Istanbul and also the UAE Stock Exchange in Abu Dhabi, the Abu Dhabi Securities Exchange. They've signed a cooperation deal. They're going to be providing Bourse Istanbul implementation, consultancy support, etc. to the Abu Dhabi Securities Exchange in the IT field. Sri Lanka's exchange, they had a slight whoops nasty. One of their day's closes on Wednesday was trimmed by nine minutes due to a technical fault. While the Wienerbers, uh, finally the news is out after only a decade of work on the product behind the scenes, they're cooperating with a fintech Wall Street docs for the automated listing of structured products. Regulation news this week. The CFTC chair, he's pushing hard for Congress to give him the authority to regulate some cryptocurrencies. Over at the SEC, they voted in favour of T plus one settlement. But of course, that comes with the caveat. Remember, the industry itself in the USA said, we'll be delighted to offer T plus one, but then gave a T plus a thousand or so day timeline in order to manage to implement it. Meanwhile, Andrew Bailey, the head of the Bank of England, he's called for an indefinite waiver on European Union's lenders' access to London clearing, something which the dogmatic commissioner, McGuinness, seems to be trying to close the door on, despite the fact that it actually flies in the face of all known precepts relating to, well, that very simple concept of an internationally exchangeable currency. 
Career Path News this week. Here was a great example of the Exchange Invest Advantage. Last year, in edition 2079 of the Exchange Invest newsletter, I noted that the ASX CEO, Dominic Stevens, was highly likely to be leaving his position and not seeking a renewal of his contract. It was entirely unconfirmed at that stage, but here we are, not even nine months later, and we find ASX CEO Dominic Stevens is leaving the firm. That's after spending some $250 million not to deliver a blockchain settlement service replacing the Chess CSD technology. Your next Securities Oslo, they've appointed Christine Bastoy as CEO. And big news from NASDAQ, they've announced the retirement of their market technology EVP, Lars Ottersgaard. Lars Ottersgaard is calling it a day on his lengthy NASDAQ tech career, and he's handing on the direct parish sales baton to veteran Roland Chai, who's been working with NASDAQ for a few months now after a long career with the likes of the Hong Kong Exchanges and the LCH. Meanwhile, the Verifin CEO and president and co-founder in 2003, Jamie King, will be elevated to executive vice president at NASDAQ and will assume leadership of NASDAQ's anti-financial crime business. Congratulations to all in a very interesting reorganisation. Meanwhile, in Big World, fortunately, the Winter Olympics have rapidly descended into rise about teenage drugs use. For a few dangerous days, it looked as if we might actually just be able to enjoy the sporting spectacle, such as skiing and ice skating. Thank goodness the lawyers are back in the limelight. That, of course, comes in the week when we also saw a $4.5 billion Bitcoin money laundering scheme arrest. It's rare to have a rapper arrested for a felony as bloodless as money laundering. At the same time, music lovers may think that Crypto Calio possibly deserved jail time just for her infamous rap yodel all about the wonders of holding Bitcoin. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Patrick L. Young, Executive Director at Valerium PLC and Publisher of Exchange Invest, the daily bulletin of the board's business, wishing you a great week in blockchain, life and markets. We'll be back with another weekly podcast review of the world of bourses next week. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.